Welcome to Psychology Has It Backwards. This series will question the assumption that people are psychologically broken and need to be fixed. We will talk about how seeing people as innately healthy will change all of your interactions and outcomes. This is a true paradigm shift, and it simplifies the entire process of dealing with mental distress and allows for more profound and immediate changes. Aloha, and welcome to Psychology Has It Backwards. This is Christine Heath coming to you from the Big Island of Hawaii. And Judy Sedgman coming to you from beautiful, tropical Florida. So last week we talked about insecurity and insecure states of mind versus secure states of mind. And so today we thought we'd talk about kind of another way of looking at that. And what's different about the way we're looking at human beings and psychology and what we're, what we're about as a human being trying to evolve is looking at people as changing in terms of the state of mind they're in so that people change magically moment to moment, right? Like one minute you're really upset. Like the other day I thought my dog had gotten out and one minute I'm like in terror. My dog's gotten out. Those German shepherds are going to get him again. And I'm gripped by that thought. And the next minute he comes around the corner and he's fine. And it's like, oh, and I know in that moment that my thought came in and tricked me because he was never in danger. It was totally made up in my head in that moment. Now, when we live in certain states of mind, like I was living in a really insecure state of mind. And when we live there, we create a whole reality from that, right? So it's not just our thinking that's off, but we create, we have lots of, feelings that match that state of mind and behaviors and interactions with other people and things that happen in our life. You know, it's kind of like people say, I'm having one of those days. And we all know what that means when we're having one of those days. And some people just have one of those lives where it's kind of like it's that's having a bad day is the course of events. So what, what we're doing is in, in my traditional work in psychology, I was taking people at the state of mind they were at and then talking about how they could change their reality, which was a step too late. It's like in that state of mind, it, it's like you can't change it. It's already, it's already created. So you're always kind of not, not making any headway, not making anything change, which cre- of course creates hopelessness and then you get depressed and it's kind of a pain. But if you see that your state, if your state of mind changes, then everything in your life must change. Like if you change your, the level of mental well-being that you're living in, everything has to change as a result of that. Not just your thinking, not just your psychological experience, but literally your, your life transforms. That's what transforming is. So what makes what we do a little different is instead of taking people, you know, like uh, I think it was Einstein that said the problems of the world will never be solved at the level that they're created. And that's kind of what I was doing in psychology is taking people at the level that they were at and then having them think about their life with the same bad thinking that created it 
and then wondering why they didn't get better. You know, it was amazing. So instead of doing that, what we're doing is we're helping people to see that if they change the state of mind they're living from and they live at a higher level of understanding of how they create their experience, their whole life will change. That's where the magic is in it. And it happens effortlessly. When you're trying to change your life at the level that you create it, it is hard. I remember in, when I worked in addictions, we called it white knuckling it, where people would try to get out of this addiction of, of, of drinking or drug use at the same, in the same state of mind that they got into it with. And you just aren't very successful with that. But if your state of mind changes, then all of a sudden, like you get a, clearer view of your life. You start to see what you can do differently. You start to see doors open instead of doors closed. It's just kind of amazing what, what happens. And we call that living at, at higher levels of consciousness. So consciousness is your ability to be aware of your reality. And so as your awareness of how the principles work goes deeper in you, your state of mind is better. And then voila, your life is better. Yeah, the, the content of your thinking starts looking less and less critical and you become more uh, sort of, I would say, have an easier re relationship with thoughts because you, the more you see that they come and go, that they're illusory, that the same thing looks different in a different state of mind, as all of this starts to sort of sink in with people, their personal thinking loses its power. It doesn't make it less interesting or it doesn't mean they're, you know, they're just living in some kind of, you know, zoned out state. It means that they have better judgment about and better perspective on the thinking they're doing. And when the thinking isn't working for them, instead of getting worked up about it, they just say, well, it'll pass. And it's, it's, uh, it, this brought to mind to me, I recently was working with a client who, had, you know, for the last 20 years or so, her husband was involved with another woman and had really lost interest in her and was actually quite mean and rude to her. He wasn't physically mean, but he was psychologically mean to her. And she hung in there desperately believing that there was something wrong with her. If she could just fix it, he would love her again. And so, I mean, after 20 years, uh, when nothing happened, she was really depressed and getting older and they had retired and, and she, uh, she just was feeling very hopeless to the point of near suicidal. And, and I talked to her about the principles and thinking of what we're talking about on these podcasts a number of times, I'd say maybe six or seven times. And. While I was talking to her, she would calm down and she would start to say, yeah, you know, I, I, I really realize what, what you're saying. But then the minute he came into the room and said something, you know, it would all go away. And then I talked, I talked to her recently and she said, you know, he, he changed. He changed his mind. And I didn't. And I've been suffering from that for a long time. And I've done everything I can do to try to win him back over. And I finally asked him, she said, I got up my courage and I said, is it me? 
uh, you know, is there something I'm not doing that if I did it, you know, you could, you know, we could enjoy our retirement together. We could have a better time. And he told her, no, there isn't anything you could do. I don't love you anymore. And somehow, instead of getting all worked up and trying harder, she just said, okay, I guess we're going to get divorced. And he said, that's what I've been trying to tell you for all these years. And and he said, you know, but I hated to get the kids all worked up. So I just figured sooner or later, you'd figure it out. And it's interesting. I mean, that's a very devastating conversation, as I repeat it. But to her, it was uplifting because her level of consciousness changed. She could see that his thinking was his thinking. It wasn't personal to her. He did change his mind. She didn't. And when she started to realize that her thinking was holding her back, she was able to let it go. And she said, you know, the first thing I did is I changed my hair color. (laughs) And she got some different, she ordered some, she's still, you know, they're COVID uh, inbound. So, So she got some different clothing. She ordered some clothes. This all happened in a matter of days. And fixed herself up and started walking around the neighborhood and speaking to her neighbors and and, uh, you know, taking part, building a life for herself as much as she could in this restricted environment. And she was like a different person. It was truly, I could hear it in her voice. I could feel it even over the phone. I could feel the, that she was calm, that she was present, and that she had just dropped all that thinking. She just dropped it. And she accepted. She said, I'm living in a different reality. And what she was really saying, in my terms of what Chris said, is she had shifted levels of consciousness. Mm-hmm. So she had a clear understanding of what what he was thinking and how thought was working for him and how her thinking was holding her back. Mm-hmm. And you could say, well, now she, she'd be more attractive to him, but that you know that's for time to tell. They're still going to be locked in the house together as long as COVID is here, and it's not for us to say how it should work out. But it certainly takes all the pressure off of it. And she just moved all of her stuff into the spare uh, guest bedroom, and she said it's actually very nice. And she has her own sort of wing of the house. And um, she said, you know, I cook meals and I put them out. If he wants to eat, he could come and eat. If he wants to eat later, I just put it in the refrigerator and he can heat it up. And uh, that's, you know, he's in his room doing whatever he does. He apparently does a lot of things online. And she said, you know, it's okay with me now. And we're sort of like roommates and I'm not trying to get him to love me. That's that's how things change. I mean, people, when, when Chris said it's a transformation, it's like something that has bedeviled her for 20 years just went away. And it's amazing, too, how it's always just a simple shift in people. Yeah. Like they just see something. And, you know, the, the other thing is that what you notice about us, ourselves, as human beings, is that if you think of it, like by degree, like in psychology, they tell you, okay, this is your depression. This is your anxiety. This is your personality disorder. This is whatever it is that they've analyzed is the cause of your unhappiness. And, but when you think about it, all of those things are by degree, right? So if you get a little bit, you have a little bit of stress. Okay. If you, 
see the other end of that, you have, you're having constant panic attacks or you can't leave your house because you're so affected by that fearful thinking. If you're a little bit depressed or you're so depressed you want to kill yourself, that's a big difference, right? And so that, um, uh, that, uh, way that we look at people as uh, the things that it's kind of like having, having an illness. It's like, like some people have the COVID virus, right? They get a little bit of uh, sniffles and it's not a big deal or they're asymptomatic and other people die from it. Like it, it, it's not like human beings are just one way and they have one illness and that's the way it is in them. So when you're looking at yourself, you want to see that it's all just by degree. So like one of the things I used to do when I was um, a therapist is I used to teach women how to get angry because I thought if they could motivate themselves by getting angry, they'd feel powerful and they wouldn't be victims anymore and they'd be able to take charge and because they'd all been abused by somebody in some way, shape or form. And so I was angry all the time. I mean, I was angry all the time. I was very good at being angry. I was very good at telling people how angry I was. And then when I was learning this, I was like, all of a sudden I went, oh, anger is a sign of insecurity. And I'm angry a lot. Oh, dear. That's like having a little bit of mental illness. If I was had it worse, I, I could be locked away for being this angry or ang- so angry, right? And, yeah. So it's like a little bit was socially acceptable. A lot would be locked away. And I thought, oh, my God, I can't be walking around with mental illness. I mean, that was just my my insight, right? It's like I could just yeah. see that that wasn't a healthy state of mind. And yeah. that freed me up of years of being angry. And that my state of mind changed. My level of consciousness changed. And so you start to see that, like, the, the more time we spend thinking, the busier our mind is, the lower our level of consciousness is, the more – negative emotions we're in, the lower our level of consciousness is. The more uh, addictive, bad, unproductive behaviors we have, the lower our level of consciousness is. And the more we kind of attract trouble or we create trouble in relationships, the lower our level of consciousness is. So you can look at your life and see like, oh, this is my, this is my reality right now, but that's not the way it has to be. It's not like, why does this always happen to me? This is just the level of consciousness that you've been living in. So if you turn around and you go inside and you find that space of health and you let go of all that insecure thinking, you rise like a cork in water. It just kind of, you just come up and then you step differently. Yeah. And, you know, once you've had that experience, it doesn't mean you'll never drop down again and you'll never feel bad again, but it will never look the same to you again. It's like as your level of consciousness rises, you you get insights and you get wisdom about your thinking so that you're quicker to recognize when when your thinking is taking you in a in a, a negative direction. And I think that's that's what's helped me a lot. It's like I've I've been through a lot of things in my life since I first understood the principles, but Every experience that I came to peace with and came to understand and got clarity about, had an insight about, has has contributed to it being less painful the next time something came up. And now, you know, I just, uh, I, I kind of, people, a lot of my clients say, well, you're, 
don't you ever have a bad day? And, you know, the answer is not, not really. I have bad times of the day, you know, but I, it, I, I, I don't have the tolerance for it that it could keep it going for a whole day anymore. Mm-hmm. Whereas I used to have bad months, you know, <laughs> years. And, uh, you know, I just, once I got all wound up and started, you know, you know, getting, taking my thinking more and more seriously, I just couldn't dig myself out of it. But then I've gotten to the point now where I go, like, I don't have to dig myself out of it. Mm-hmm. Thoughts come and go. And all I have to do is recognize it for what it is and leave it alone and it'll pass. And each time that happens and you get an insight about understanding yourself better, you know, that contributes to the next time. So that it's uh, life becomes more and more gentle, I think. And, and the other thing is we feedback here. Um, Sometimes what happens is, to me, it's like we're still hanging on to insecure thinking and we don't know it, and we get opportunities to get rid of it. And so suddenly we're in our life and all of a sudden we start to get really insecure again. But when you know it, it's kind of like hitting the speed bumps on the road. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, what's going on here? Oh, what's well, I, I'm not sleeping tonight. Oh, um, uh my husband's getting mad at me. Oh, um, you know, it's like you have your own little signals that kind of tell you that your state of mind is now dropping. But before I used to think that I had to fix my life. I had to fix the problem and talk about it and deal with it. And instead of like, Oh, I need to get quiet. I need to get quiet. And once you know that, once you see that you have that innate health, your level of consciousness can rise a lot easier. You're not stuck there. So that's why I call it sometimes I have a visitation. You know, and people like (laughs) see dead people. You know, it's like I have a visitation of my insecurity and it comes back to haunt me. And it seems real and I get caught up in it. And then I remember like, oh, yeah, this is just thought. It's all it is. It's nothing to worry about here. And then then sometimes you just get a, a deeper insight, right? It's like sometimes you get caught up in something and you see something that you've been blind to. I mean, those blind spots suddenly as you go up, because it's almost like you have to keep, it's like being in a hot air balloon. You know, it's like you have to keep dropping sandbags to go up higher. And so as your mind quiets and you're in a more beautiful feeling, you start to see the stuff you're carrying around without realizing it. Yeah, and that, in, and instead of being self-critical about it, when it comes to you in the form of an insight, you feel gratitude. And I think that's another uh, missing piece. It's like, if you're having, you know, you're thinking, well, it's just thought, and I'm just having all these thoughts, and then you start thinking, why do I do this to myself? Why do I keep thinking these things? I know it's just thought, and you can start, that's, you haven't had the insight yet. Just calm down, Get stay quiet. And don't, you know, don't keep running through the mantra of, oh, I know it's just thought, but I don't feel any better. Because truthfully, what you're looking for is an understanding of what thought is at a deeper level. Um, And that comes as a form of an insight. And it could, you know, everybody has their own insight. So it doesn't matter what the content is. It's the feeling that you get with it, where you just feel 
like my client. She just felt freed from all those years of suffering. She just, you know, couldn't relate to it anymore. And she wasn't beating herself up because she did it. She was just grateful that she wasn't doing it now. Well, we're just about to the end. And so I think this might be a good time to talk about our new program. Yes. So we're, Chris, Chris and I are, are excited. People have responded very well to these podcasts. Thank you all very, very much for the kind feedback that we get. And, you know, we thought maybe we should do a program from time to time, also called Psychology Has It Backwards in which we can share with people that are trying to go uh, deeper into these uh, principles and understanding how it affects your life. Uh, we could share it in a more intense course-like or program-like uh, period. So starting in mid-March, and we'll get more details to you soon, um, we're going to have a, uh, our first program called Psychology Has It Backwards. It'll be a Zoom program. And I don't so- know. It's it's kind of designed for anybody. So if you're in the mental health field and you're listening to this and you want to uh, start to take another look at how you help people, uh, we're going to be talking to you. And if you're a human being who has been affected by psychology, which I'm not sure any of us have not, and, and you kind of feel like you're stuck and want to live at a higher level of consciousness – then it's for you as well. So it's really going to be open to anybody. It's not like just for professionals. It's not just for lay people, but it's uh, going to be kind of a combination of, of hum- it's like human beings discovering yeah. the truth about how their reality works. Yeah, it's like I always say, we're all in the human race together and nobody's winning. Because <laughs> we're all finishing fine. We all so, tied. That's right. right. We all tied. So anyway, if you're interested, stay tuned for the details, and we will um, get back to you next week with another episode of Psychology Has It Backwards. Okay. Aloha. We hope you heard something new and that you will continue to join us to challenge the prevailing thinking about the possibilities for health in everyone. To subscribe to the podcast, Visit our website at psychologyhasitbackwards.com.